Sure was an anime movie. My 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 primary thought yesterday, I, as soon as I watched this, was man, I sure watched that, huh? Wait, who are you? Where am I? What's happening? Oh no! I, oh, oh I don't think I know who you people are. You've lost Quinn, Sam. Oh oh god, the the memory hollows got to them. I don't know where this bit's going. I, <laughs> I, I don't have a place to really land it right now. Yeah, this movie was, like, I don't know. I think that it might be, I guess, kind of a spoiler alert. It might be the best Bleach movie we've watched, but that's not, like... It's a low bar to clear. An accolade. Exactly. <laughs> like, it, it, I, 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 I think I am in agreement as somebody who, like, watched it and, like, was very grateful for Urahara being there to explain the plot to me, um, because I was <laughs> that like, "That was always kind of funny, yeah." Um, he's here now. <laughs> I, I, I was like, "I sure watched that," but also that was like, right, the best one of those they've done so far. Yeah. Um, well, and we're gonna talk about it. It's because they make some of the like implicit subtext of this and of filler arcs just text at a certain point and it's so fucking funny yeah no it's 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 a lot um yeah no i was watching this yesterday um while trying to take care of my elderly cat who is on we're weaning her off a of medication because it is making her like she is off balance basically and, oh no yeah no we she will be Physiologically okay. or psychologically? It, it's just the medication causing it. Uh, so it, it well, is... No, but is she off balance in like a in a mental sense, or is she off balance physically, like she can't walk straight? Uh, she like can't walk straight right now. Um, okay. It is something that will 
get better as we wean off the medication, and it has been showing improvement. That's good. But like, that's awesome. Yeah, she she has definitely fallen off the bed a couple times, but she insists. Oh no! She's doing, she's doing the old person thing of like being told by the doctor to not go down any stairs or something, so they right. don't fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the old person going, "But I'm an adult," and doing it anyway. I'm a grown up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm not going to walk I want. down. I'm going to jump down. Exactly, exactly. It's especially hard because you can't communicate with a cat quite <laughs> like that, you know. Exactly, exactly. So we're just we've been keeping a close eye on her, you know, taking care of her, and she is getting better. It's sure. Just, I was doing that while watching this movie yesterday. I I actively communicated to Sam. I was like, Sam. I was going to take notes for this movie. I told you I would last time that I would take notes for the next movie, but this literally right. happened during the apocalypse of my apartment. <laughs> so, oh no! It, it is just it, it is what it is. But alas, sure. um, if if any of my memories are slim of this movie, despite me watching the entire thing yesterday, we can just chalk it up to to the brain hollows. Yep, same. I didn't have a cat that I was dealing with, but I was just working some shit out. I was I was drawing while I was watching the movie, basically. So I usually retain information pretty well. But folks, I also got to say right now, uh, I guess this is also just a general thing for for y'all. I I probably have currently untreated sleep apnea and have for God knows how long. And I'm sort of finally you. reaching a point in my life where I can acknowledge that that's what's happening and exactly how far reaching it is in literally everything that I try to do in my day to day life. So my memory, I'm realizing, just isn't what it used to be. It's kind of shot in certain ways. So I remember the beats. Uh, but there are some things, yeah, if I. If I didn't, it's because the ho- the memory hollows are coming into my bedroom at night, and they want to make sure that I'm not getting enough oxygen into my blood. I'm sure mm. the that's notes their, that that's Sam, them. I'm sure the notes that Sam has for us will do that same thing in the movie, where like anytime Ichigo says, "I'm Ichigo Kurosaki," like we get the like shadowy like uh, vignette on on the sides of the screen as like a character struggles to remember Ichigo. Hootie who? Hoota Wookie? Yeah, no, we're we're gonna get that a lot as Sam walks us through this movie. Um that being said, this is it'll wash out. Uh frequently on break podcast. I'm your co-host June. And I'm your co-host Sam. I'm your co-host Quinn. That sleep apnea thing might have something to do with why we're so irregular. I don't know about that. Well, it's all, it, it's kind of an all of us. Sometimes, thing. look, <laughs> all of us have weeks. But I'm saying that's my end. You know, of the weight that I'm carrying is sometimes I wake up and I say, I feel like I'm dying. Oh my god, <laughs> what's happening to me? I can't talk about bleach. I, that's how I sound when I wake I'm up. Seeing Yamamoto. <laughs> 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 so you know what yeah. i bet yamamoto also wakes up a lot and also thinks he can't talk about bleach yeah probably <laughs> so where do we start 
Well, the movie... And also, fair warning that I accidentally took these notes as, like, a detailed episode summary, as opposed to, like, I'm just gonna take, like, the the vague beats of the movie and we can talk about the shit that happens. Because there was so many things that I was like, well, this isn't, like, important to mention. But I, I do kind of want to, like, tell the people that this is happening. So I'm, I'm basically just gonna do, like, our usual beat-by-beat thing. Sure. Um, For uh, an hour and 30 minutes. Let's go! Yeah, I hope y'all are ready for a podcast that is possibly double the length of this feature-length movie. I don't know that it will be that long, but we'll see. The problem is that if we have semi-hazy recollections of the film, it's going to be tough to hustle Sam up, right? It's going to be really hard to be like, all right, can we skip to the part where blank happens? Because yeah. I don't remember where that falls in the sequence of events. I might remember that it happened, but I don't know that it happened next. Because a lot of shit in this movie is just happening. Yeah, there is a whole lot. That, I guess before I get into the, like, the summary proper, I made the realization this morning that like it is wild how about 60% of this movie has nothing to do with the movie. Yes. <laughs> it, it only exists... And, like, you know, there's a lot of shit that happens in fiction, like, to perform, like, a narrative role. And being an anime movie, it makes sense that there's a thing that is happening purely sure. for the sake of a bunch of side characters showing up and doing a special move. Or right. and not yeah. making sure that a bunch of characters don't show up for a specific interaction, right? Yep. Um. So that, like, that makes sense. Sure. But in this particular case, the way that they do the setup is so, like... The, the like, dangerous event around which much of the plot is occurring is, is so ambiguous, it could be literally anything. It could be an earthquake machine. <laughs> it could be, a like, a there was, like, a weird demon thundercloud. It, like, it could be literally anything mm -hmm. because it, like, no one talks about it. It happens. People yep. are dealing with it while plot is happening, like, on the side in a separate area that has nothing mm -hmm. to do with this. Then, you know, it serves as the final right. set piece, but the way that it gets resolved, again, has absolutely nothing yep. to do with any of the major yep. people in the plot. It's very strange. You know, it could but, also be, just for example, off the top of my head, a sort of radioactive eight-mile-long pool of jism. <laughs> You're not wrong is the worst part. Oh, no. <laughs> so the movie opens on Mayuri, like, tip-tapping away on an, just an evil organ. That I, leaves like, us at, like, two for three, right? Of, like, starting films with Mayuri tapping away at something? Yeah, he's yeah. just the guy who opens the movies now, I guess. I... As soon as I saw Mayuri, I was like, okay, well, off to a bad start, folks. <laughs> like, are if any of you are familiar with that one Atomic Robo page where he walks in and says, why the fuck did you make an evil computer? And they're like, no, it's like a soup, it's like a quantum calculator. It's a computer. Computers can't be evil. And then he says, no, this thing has, is, has pipes all over the room and steam. It's evil. <laughs> That's just like, evil. Like, you made an evil computer. And the thing that Mayur is using at the start is an evil computer, I'm oh, sorry to say. Sure. <laughs> it's a giant organ, and then behind him, there's a large block of what seems to be pink flesh uh, oh, surrounded yeah. by circuit ports. <laughs> this you know how evil. it is in Soul Society. <laughs> 
If the computer's uh, not throbbing, I don't want to use it. <laughs> so he's like tapping away on the evil organ until there's like a fucked up flower that comes out of the ground and he picks up a light bulb from it. And before he can do anything with it, something shows up and slices him across the neck. And then suddenly he's got no idea what the fucked up machines around him are or who Nemu is. And he starts running away from her and he's panicking and he's attacking the computers and things are not going great for Mayuri. <laughs> no. Outside, He turns in... almost childish in this moment. Thankfully, he's yeah. like not in the rest of the movie. <laughs> yes. Which again, raises some questions. <laughs> he's... He's only here to give an on-ramp to a different character, which yep. honestly is how his character should be used. Pretty much, yeah. Um, so outside, in what appears to be the heavy industrialism corner of Soul Society, <laughs> um, there's just there's a whole bunch of Soul Reapers, and they're gathering as milky white clouds are flowing out of the factory in like snake forms to attack everyone around them. Kampachi shows up to stop uh, Mayuri, who like activates his bankai in a panic, and it and Kampachi get covered in the glue-like, sticky white tar snakes. And if it sounds like I'm struggling to remain safe for work, it's because I have seen hentai that are less horny than the goop in this movie. It's insane. Yeah, yeah it was. Mm -mm. I have created several gifts of sequences in this movie to send them to various people that I know. Uh, it's it's thick, it's splurting, it's ropey. Yeah, and like some of them are horny, some of them are not. Some of them are like like watch anime on the regular. Some of them are not, and I'm just like, listen, yep. I need I need another opinion to make sure that like is this what it looks like? This just looks <laughs> like jizz because it looks a lot like cum. Yeah. It is absurd. And again, this cum doesn't need to be here. It has no, no like it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's just it's just here. So the anime uh, There's a lot of discourse really about whether or not cum should be in movies and television <laughs> these days. And I got to say, I'm not against it, but like this is do this is just a strange example of it. This yeah, is like, a generational amount. <laughs> listen, we've all seen The Lighthouse. This is above that, I feel. Actually, I haven't. I've been meaning to. I thought I might watch it yesterday, but then it didn't pan out. That's so funny, but you should definitely watch The Lighthouse. That is an interesting and I, good movie. So, because I saw a video someone had made of Robert Pattinson's character from that movie uh, taking a big swig of a bottle of alcohol, and he starts sort of dancing. Uh, and when that happens, they kick up all the things she said by tattoo. God! <laughs> Um, it's really just, good. Can we do a quick time dot is again? Because I, I didn't miss anything. I hit I hit record as soon as it happened. My audacity did stop recording. Okay. Uh, but I just want to make sure I resync everything. Yeah. All right. Let's just do it at 10. And just a clap. No snaps. Uh, but yeah. So at this point, like, Ruki is observing all this from afar. And she's, like, putting a letter that she received in her, in the chest of her, um... I had the name this morning. Howry. Her outfit. Her uniform. Yeah. Her uniform. Because the Howry is the overcoat thing. Oh, yeah. Right. She's not a captain. You're, she doesn't have one. You're thinking of the Shuhakusho. I am thinking of the Shuhakusho. 
Thank you. Uh, but yeah, so she's like putting the, the letter away and she hears someone's voice being like, don't go, don't go. And when she asks, hey, who's there? There's a girl that shows up and I'm going to refer to this girl for the for much of the rest of this movie as the white girl. Yep. <laughs> because I, it is this, it, uh-huh. part of the plot is that she doesn't have a name. <laughs> so they don't have a name. No name. Yeah, I, I, as soon as these characters were introduced where it's like, hmm, we don't have names, I was like, okay, what's Sam going to do with this one? <laughs> yep. It's, yeah. So and then, we've got the uh, white okay. girl, and we've got the white boy, and who shows up with a scythe. Uh, he's the person who, like, slashed at Mayuri earlier. He slices Rukia while sh- the girl says, your existence will erase it. And so at this point, I'm starting to, I'm wondering, like, weird how two of the three Bleach movies involve, like, memories and yeah. people forgetting shit and, like, copious amounts of, like, white shit. <laughs> right. Yeah, they couldn't call the second, or they couldn't call this Memories of No One, because that was already taken. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, they should have called this Lack of Memories of Anyone, really. Um, mm-hmm. But... The the thing that gets me is that, like, all three of these Bleach movies could just as easily have been Kingdom Hearts movies. Yeah. Like, all of them. 100%. And I would have probably enjoyed them more. <laughs> this one in particular, sure. I think. This one in particular has some big it, Kingdom Hearts vibes, but yeah. I can see Hitsugaya in the second movie recuing about. Yeah. I could see the second movie being a Kingdom Hearts world. Yeah, like all, all, I, I, I just, I love the phrase "recuing about." That, that is, that is now my new favorite fucking like <laughs> verb. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, Soul Society is being flooded. The captains are looking on, and the two figures in white are like, mm, "Shinigami, you should all get eradicated." And I'm like, "Yeah, hell yeah." You go, go. Uh, and then the screen fades to black. Like the title of the movie. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> there, there was, um, I, I watched a fan sub of this, uh, in approximately 480p. Uh, I, I'll, I'll put that out there. But, um, I do want to say there was a subtitle aside from Fade to Black on the movie. Um, like it had Fade to Black, but then there was like a second subtitle. I did not take note of what the second subtitle was. I just thought it was interesting that there was more. <laughs> I didn't see it on my version. <laughs> maybe it was just the... Uh, Nor I. Maybe it was just the subgroup. They're having some fun. I guess so. Uh, but yeah, so over on Earth, Ichigo gets a weird vibe, and he and Khan, they, like, try to read a letter left behind by Rukia. But not only do they not understand, Ichigo has no fucking idea who Khan's talking about when he's going on about, like, Nason and Nason. And quick aside... This is the best, this, other than, like, his actual introduction, which we were fairly positive on, mm-hmm. this is the best thing that Khan's done so far. Yeah, it's a bit strange, right? This this is kind of a Khan-heavy movie. And he's not in any way, shape, or form, like, he doesn't get to do any of his, like, usual he pervert shenanigans. He doesn't jack off even one time. And... <laughs> He's like he's just there to be 
like the little mascot guy and it works like he, he's yeah. just like oh yeah this is you know sometimes annoying sometimes fu- yep. like pleasant sometimes he gets like a, a little scene where he says something and you're just like actually you know yeah that's, that's cool like i'm glad i'm glad he was here to say that um but also it's weird that like literally no one else from the big cast is here <laughs> yeah yes no it's just ichigo and cone right most of the movie everyone else is sleeping leave him alone it is happening at night, so, uh, yeah, so Cohen's like, hey, like, bro, you can't have forgotten her, and Ichigo just goes to sleep, He fl- then he flashes back to, like, all all the moments that he's, like, had with Rukia in his life, and to, to his first meeting, and he's like, hey, wait, 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 I can't believe I forgot Rukia, shit, and then he looks at the oh, letter again, and he's you like, mean <laughs> Rukia disappeared? Oh! That sort of moment, that kind of vibe. Yeah, he just like wakes up and he's like, "Oh, oh shit! It's it was Rukia. Wait, wait no, if Rukia's gone, we have we have to fucking do something." And he looks at the letter again and he realizes, "Oh, this is like a it's like a really simple cipher that just says I've got shit to do in Soul Society. See you soon." Sure. So he goes to visit Urahara, and he also has no fucking idea who Rukia is, uh, which is weird because he's like, "Well, she's here in my list of customers. That's fucked up." <laughs> I I. I want to take a brief, brief, brief aside to say there is a very solid chunk of this movie that is Ichigo going, don't you remember Rukia? And somebody going, who the fuck is that? I'm so angry. I'm going to kill you. And then he says it again. And then it's not a problem anymore. They're like, wait, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, duh. Rukia! Yeah, exactly, exactly. Sorry I tried to kill you with my giant sword. I'll give, I'm sorry about that. I'll give the movie this. Everyone pissed at Ichigo and trying to attack him because they forgot who he is and then saw that he's a weirdo with a hollow mask. It feels like a much better reason than any other time he shows up in Soul Society and they don't want to help him. No, that's when I yeah, said earlier I that this makes like a subtext. Of (laughs) the previous movies and several filler arcs, true, right? Is that, yeah, everyone just literally has forgotten Ichigo here. (laughs) So, that makes it a lot easier for them to just be like, who the fuck are you? I'll kill you. Yeah, no, it it, it works. It works. Yeah, so... You know, what is this, fifth times the charm? (laughs) In terms of them trying to deploy (laughs) this one? So at this point, Urahara's like, well, you say, like, someone disappeared, and the time frame seems to link up with uh, all of this Mayuri bullshit that happened in the prologue, which also destroyed one-third of Soul Society. (laughs) A full one-third. And we are treated to, like, a Pompeii look at the Seireite, like, just a whole chunk of it, just, like, covered in the white spirit mud including Kampachi, who's just like standing there as a statue if i am ever in bed and call it white spirit mud i want somebody to shoot me (laughs) my actual summary doesn't use the word jizz a single time and i think i should be commended for it sure (laughs) could also be somebody get sam a medal could also be why the notes are so long if you were just yes. direct about it. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so Ichigo and Kon like fall out of the sky in the in Soul Society and they land near the edge of the white mass. And they're just like, man, there is tons of fucked up bodies caught mid-scream here. This is horrifying. <laughs> so Ichigo notes like, oh, it's Hisagi, our favorite guy who shows up and doesn't do anything but has a 69 tattoo on his face. Yep. Nice. <laughs> so he like goes towards him, but then the villains use Mayuri's machine to send out fly- a giant flying white snake at Ichigo that he uses oh, Bankai no. and hollow mask form to attack. Yep. Uh, but it just splits into a two-headed snake, keeps going and destroys one of like Soul Society's big gates. It's really funny. <laughs> Through which <laughs> the white duo leave with Rukia. And all the Soul Reapers are, like, trying to capture Ichigo since they don't recognize him. And they're like, man, it's fucked up that a guy with captain-level Ryatsu has shown up with a hollow mask. This is scary. Attack him. Uh, but also it's weird that, like, it looks like Ichigo's having trouble dodging. And I'm like, but his Bunkai's whole thing is that he's base- he's too fast for anyone to, like, yep. touch him. Like, that's his whole... That's literally his deal, is that, like, no, no one can well. even come close. But, you know. We just whatever. went over this last episode, literally. <laughs> we did. Yeah. Uh, Renji shows up to the fight. He, ha- he has, like, a, s- a small, like, flash of recognition, but no dice. And then Captain Komamura shows up and, like, immediately summons his Bankai, which Ichigo, like, you know, double knockdown. The Bankai goes down. Ichigo gets knocked through a building. Everyone loses sight of where he goes because he got punched by a giant. I had to think for a second if Ichigo had even ever met Komamura. I could not remember for the life of me. I know that Komamura brings out his Bankai in the Soul Society arc. I don't remember who against. Is it Chad? I genuinely don't remember. It's against Tozen. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, no. They're just like, oh, there's yeah. cool drama, politics. Uh, no, sorry. It's not Tozen. It's a Kenpachi. It's against Zoraki. Oh, okay. And then Zoraki immediately fucks him up. (laughs) Sounds like Kenpachi. I wish that he got time to be cool. Komamura, (laughs) he's theoretically very cool. Yeah, like, Komamura should should be be cool. He should be, like, incredibly sick, but instead he's, like, he's just there to be a wharf. Which isn't uncool, but it's pretty uncool. Right. Also, I gotta say, if you're trying to detain a motherfucker, there are much better Bankai to use than <laughs> yeah. Komamura's. He sure does try to to grab Ichigo with the slowest grab ever. Right, and then if you hit, again, you send him flying, like, several miles off. He's like, no, don't worry Komamura about it. Didn't if I think d- this through. If I land this move that takes four 360s on the joystick to do, it's going to take out his whole life bar. Just watch me. Maybe he forgot how to use his Bankai because of the memory hollows. <laughs> uh, well, that is a thing that does happen in th- in this uh, <laughs> in this movie. So yeah. in the sewers, we see Hanataro like healing Ichigo. Uh, despite not remembering, he's ju- he's just the good lad who is like, someone has fallen through the ceiling, I should heal them. Yep. That's uh, the, that Hippocratic th- Oath. Yeah, and then like through the act of healing him, he's like, man, it feels like I healed a bunch of your injuries in the past. Like, this is weird. 
the sheer amount of excitement I felt upon seeing Hanataro and going, oh my god, is he going to be in this movie? No. To the disappointment of him being in there for five seconds and then never showing up again. <laughs> Thanks for the healing, dude. Later. Yeah, he, yeah has that, I, he has that line, exit stage left, and we don't see him for the rest of the movie. I was so sad. <laughs> Over with Rukia, she has been do- she is being doted on by the mysterious pair, and she's like, she knows that she knows them because she pulls out the letter that she had earlier and has their faces on them, but she doesn't remember how long it's been since she's had this letter, and she's asking them why they didn't put their names, and then the pair are like, oh, we don't have names. But you promised you would give us some. So she remembers, like, doting on them when they were children and making that promise. But she's overwhelmed by trauma flashbacks and when right. she tries to remember their names. At this point in the movie, by the way, I'm assuming these are planted memories for sure. They've got to be, right? Yeah, because I'm That's looking, what I was thinking, too. Because I'm looking at Rukia and I'm like, I'm pretty sure she's, like, an adult in these, in these, uh, mem- in these memories. So it's like... I don't think, like, it's possible for right. this to have happened. She wasn't really running around Dukongai at this point in so I'm like, her yeah, life. planted memories, for sure. <laughs> right. That seems like the obvious thing, the thing that makes sense. Uh, so they tell her that she's been sleeping for a long time, and it's, like, kind of implying that she's been sleeping for fucking years or something. Uh but then we cut to Byakuya, who is, like, re- restlessly pacing through his estate, opening all the doors, until he finds a writing desk with Rukia's drawings on it. <laughs> and he goes to brood over, like, his ancestor's shrine, and Ichigo and Kon show up to be like, Oh, oh yeah, so that's your, what your dead wife looks like, huh? She really does look like Rukia, your sister-in-law. <laughs> this part is also very funny, because it's always really funny when they remind you that Byakuya has a dead wife. Who looks yes. identical to Rukia. It's one of the strangest <laughs> things in Bleach. And a lot of weird shit happens in Bleach. Yeah, I was just really happy we got to see Hisana having anime girl disease again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I like I like the scene where they're, like, he he's showing up and then Byakuya's like, how the fuck do you know my wife's name? <laughs> Wait, hold on. What? I have questions. Uh, but then Renji shows up, and a bunch of other Soul Reapers, and Ichigo says, fine, fuck it, I'll beat it into you, and he starts, like, attacking Renji. He's, and he's even asking Renji, like, hey, why are you using Bankai? That's, like, that's weird, and Renji's like, Bankai, what the fuck, I can't, since I can't use Bankai, what are you on about? <laughs> and Ichigo just there, takes There's a-, a bit about this later that, w- that I will laugh about. When we get there, but we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, so at this point, Ichigo, like, takes him out in the same way he had in their last fight. And Byakuya is, like, about to unleash his blade, but instead he's, like, here's where Hisana was born. Like, do you, you seem to be on the up and up, I guess? I don't know, just fucking get out, get off my estate. Uh, so we cut back to Rukia, who's on the roof where she's staying, and she's telling the white girl, like, she'll work hard to remember the name she never gave them. Uh, but then she looks at the hill where she and Renji had buried their friends, and she goes, wait a minute, I recognize that hill. I gotta go to that hill. Hmm. In the medical ward, Renji is starting to, like, sort of flash get flashes of Rukia, and he's, like, feeling weird about it. And then Zabibaru comes out of his sword, and he's like, bro, what the fuck, why aren't you using Bankai? Did you forget how to talk to me? Yeah! I'm your sword. Bro, what's up? Like, I thought we were friends. 
And Reggie is, like, understandably freaked out that there's a snake-tailed baboon talking to him. <laughs> yeah! This is the bit where I was, I, I just mentioned, where I was losing my shit. But it's it's also just incredibly funny to me that the the villains of this movie, responsible for all the memory shenanigans, didn't think to also wipe the memories of the souls within the swords of people. <laughs> because, like, I guess that's also a thing, you know? I honestly had just assumed that because of the linkage between a Soul Reaper and their Zanpakuto, how they're sort of, like, mutually constituted, that... It would if it affected one, it would affect the other, but apparently not. <laughs> the the plus side of all of this is that we do get Zombie Mario just absolutely razzing Renji, which I fucking adored. <laughs> yeah, like the like the the memory stuff is more or less internally consistent, but I'll wait a bit before I get into it. There's I think I think this makes sense, but there is a part where the show the movie actually stops to talk about it, so I think it's better if I wait until that point. <laughs> For sure, for sure. Uh, so we, we see, like, Byakuya having flashbacks to his wife, who's, you know... D- she's, despite having, like, being deathly anime ill, she keeps going to the Rukongai to search for something. And he's trying to remember, so he's like, fuck it, time to start looking through a diary, I guess. <laughs> uh, so he just goes to his bookshelf, pulls out a diary, and starts flipping through it real quick. And then Soifon is telling the captain commander that Ichigo is like escaped and Squad 10 is after them and then we immediately cut to Ichigo and Kon walking around Rukongai until they feel and or smell Rukia on the air. <laughs> and after at that point they like join her just as she's finishing praying over her friend's graves. Uh, she doesn't remember them either obviously the white pair shows up Rukia is asking Ichigo like how do you know my name? Uh, he says his own name. She gets some flashes of memory. The white guy attacks with, like, a weird teleportation ability. And also the ability to make his scythe pass through Zangetsu. Like, it's nothing. This never comes up again. Um, <laughs> uh, th- this happens this time and this time only. Uh, over at Soul Society, Myri is in maybe the deepest prison cell that we have ever seen this franchise have. <laughs> Looking more Jared Leto Joko. Wow, I couldn't. Looking more Jared Looking Leto more Joker Jared than Leto ever. Joko than ever. <laughs> I'm gonna scream. Fuck you. <laughs> he's in his prison cell when he's got his hair while on his face. He's a, doing a little cute anime sexy boy thing. Oh man, he's looking kind of e boy though. No, yeah. I, I can't. I can't do it. Where's his podcaster girlfriend? Where where are his three weed smoking girlfriends? <laughs> I'm not even engaging with this. Fair with this thought. Um so he's in a prison cell and he meets one person that he does remember. Urahara. Who's basically like, hey, I'm going to examine you whether you want me to or not. Like, so I hope you want to. I'm trying to solve the plot here. Also, I found your backup brain. He just he's just holding up a brain. He has, like, a container that opens up and it has a brain. Yeah, he brings a tank and it's got a brain in it. <laughs> He's like, Yeah, this fa- sounds like something Myuri would do. Sure. He's like, I found this thing in your room, Myuri, like, and that it's a brain. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Sometimes they simply... <laughs> Sometimes they simply say Myuri does a thing, and I'm just like, yeah, that sounds like something Myuri would do. Absolutely. 
And this brain introduces implications about, like, metaphysics and stuff that I'm just not even willing to get into a discussion about. Kingdom Hearts would get so mad at this brain. Yeah. It's consistent with Kingdom Hearts logic, is the thing. It's true. So now Ichigo and Kon are, like, trying to think of their next step now that they know that Rukia doesn't remember them either. Ichigo is, like, he's despairing. He's doing his, like, oh, man, I fucked up. Like, he's trying to figure things out. And Kon's like, man, shut the fuck up. You do this brooding thing, like, all the goddamn time. Fine, whatever. I'll go save Rukia myself. Loser. Rude. Dumbass. <laughs> and then he runs away. <laughs> uh, Rukia is starting to remember a few things, and she starts asking questions. But the Whites are just like... It took us a hundred years to come find you, Rukia. And Rukia collapses in a fit of memory flashes, and the white pair are like, ah, Shinigami, we gotta kill them all. Yeah. Twirly mustache. Well, it's they're like, it's their fault that Rukia is feeling bad. Ichigo is, like, thinking back to when Rukia was writing her letter, which is, like, a really cute scene because it, she's sitting at his desk in his room writing and she's like, no peeking, you can you can see this later. And then it zooms in on, like, a little cartoon Ichigo in the corner that she drew and it's yelling Zangetsu. <laughs> I love it. And I'm like, okay, this is perfect, actually. This movie's good. <laughs> and, and then Kon comes back and he's like, Ichigo is like, uh, I guess it's time to be proactive. I've had my, uh, I've had my sad boy time. It's fine. Uh, but whoops, Hitsugai is here with the Squad Eleven boys, and they're shocked because Ichigo like knows all their names. He's weirdly friendly. Uh, he knows how all of them fight, and he, when he introduces himself as a substitute Shinigami, Ikaku's like, "That's not a real thing. Fuck you." <laughs> and then they fight for a little bit. <laughs> Uh, and then Hitsugaya starts fighting him, Ichigo gets into a tight spot, and suddenly, Renji shows up to help him, and he's like, I know in my brain that you're an enemy, but, like, my soul is crying out that you're a friend. So I'm, I'm gonna, oh fuck, Yamamoto's here. <laughs> oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> so Yamamoto shows up with most of the rest of the captains and a bunch of ninjas. And then Urahara shows up. Like wearing his captain's howdy to say hello. Yeah, just he like, just Hi. kind of arrives. He he just is there. Oh, uh, and like I think like we haven't gotten uh, Urahara's like backstory in the anime so far, but we have seen him like wearing captain's robes in a flashback that Ikaku had the first time Ichigo fought Ikaku. So like we like we know he's he was a captain slash person of import, but we haven't like gotten his story yet. Um, but for a second there, I was like, oh, is this like big spoiler things? Are we doing this movie a bit too early? Um, the answer is yes, a little bit, but whatever. But who cares? Yeah. the The only we other we didn't spoiler. want episode one hundred to be that one. The the one we didn't other want spoiler it to be the boob episode. The the one other spoiler is Shuhei's Shikai. <laughs> And he doesn't do anything with it, so, you know. You hardly see it. I couldn't, like, reasonably, if you put me in a lineup after this film, and you're like, show me Shusuke's fucking Shikai, I'd be like... 
Because yeah, so I we, scat. I like scatting, is why. I scat out my answer. <laughs> which is, I have no fucking idea which one of these it is. Yeah. Uh, so we cut back quickly to the Ruka guy with, like, all the death and destruction, and the white boy is like, uh, maybe we killed too many people? Maybe? And the white girl's like, nah, shut the fuck up. All the Shinigami must pay. Rukia can't remember that day. Maybe if we call all the soul reapers, she'll remember our names. You know? Perfectly natural. Uh, and then we go back to Urahara, who's like chit-chatting with the captains. And like, so- Soifan just has a quick moment where she loses patience and Yoroichi shows up. And then Urahara says like, hey, the enemy is like the scythe boy and the girl and Reggie and Ichigo. Go off and fight them and we're gonna explain the plot to the captains. <laughs> we're just gonna recap the plot up to now to tell them what's wrong. Here's the plot. Nope, not yet. Yeah, no. <laughs> First, we have Reggie and Ichigo running through Rukongai and Ichigo like keeps trying to jog Renji's memory. And then Renji's like, he sees a guy selling water. And he starts remembering. Remember that time me and Rukia stole water from a guy? Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing that jogs his memory. <laughs> this piece of shit. Oh my god. Now Urahara like, starts explaining the plot where he's like, so y'all remember that I used to be a captain, and that I had fucked up experiments. Well, one of my fucked up experiments was a memory harvesting hollow, and it was like, also, like, memories are connected, and they fond bonds, and kingdom hearts, you see. Bleach <laughs> is something is like- of a strand-type <laughs> game. <laughs> God. <laughs> so he explained- so I- I just adore Urahara coming here so much because he literally does just show up and then start explaining the plot. <laughs> That's all he's here for. He's like, all right, let's fucking clear this shit up. And like at this point, Soul Society is more or less aware that he's like around, uh, or at least some of the higher ups are aware that he's around, but most of them aren't. And with and that only happens during the Rukia arc. That people, like, know that he's actually around and doing shit, so. <laughs> Turns out, <laughs> he's here. Surprise. Uh, and, you know, the explanation is that, like, so the way the things work is if someone took all of Rukia's memories, then because bonds are memories, it would erase other people's memories of her and events that, like, uh, occur around her. And then in addition, Ichigo is affected because his Shinigami powers came from Rukia, which is a thing that hasn't been true for 150 episodes. Right, so there's this interesting this thing, right? Correct. <laughs> where I think that this perspective on, like, memory and personhood is very interesting, especially as someone like myself, who has very uh, social constructionist leanings, right? We are participants in our relationships, and through participating in them, we sort of create them. And so it requires multiple parties for a relationship to be constituted, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, that you can take some interesting places like that. I could see how this 
comes close to some of those ideas. And then yeah. what they do is like, but also there's like this sort of eternal constant personness that is soul that has been imparted in part to Ichigo. Which is why everyone's able to recover their memories. It's very strange. Yeah, well, they're kind of saying the thing where it's like, you've got you've got the body, the mind, and the soul, like in Kingdom Hearts, and then even if one part got its like lost its memories, it doesn't mean that the rest of the part of the parts lost their memories. Um, they definitely the, talk about how the memories are stored in the heart. Yeah, <laughs> and then there's also like you could have just said when Ichigo met every single person on this rock. It's because it was something. It was during the events surrounding Rukia, so that's why when we lost memories of Rukia, we also lost memories of Ichigo, right? Like <laughs> you could have just said that instead of saying, "Ah, but it's because his Shinigami, his Shinigami powers came from." Rukia. No, like yeah, no. Every time Ichigo's around, it's because Rukia. So, huh? Yeah. Uh, I did get a really good laugh in this scene, though, because Yamamoto's like, hold the phone. I don't care if you're talking about the current threat to soul society and, like, existence as a whole, and the person who destroyed one-third of our country. Did you just say someone shared their soul reaper's powers with a human? That's a felony. Yeah, it's so... That's that's a crime. I, I lost my goddamn mind. It was really funny when he's just like, hold the phone. Hold on. Who do I gotta put in prison? Oh, like, I'll this get is, you. This movie really cut to the bone on, like, who this character is. Yeah. A fucking dickhead. He's, yeah. He's just like, hold on, that's a felony. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it doesn't matter. The, um, the only thing is the movie com- treats it completely seriously as if he's right yes. to be saying this, but also it's gone. It's It's hilarious. Yeah, well, like, he says it, and then Urahara's like, right, and then we forgave him that felony because he was so helpful to us. Right, he's been pardoned. <laughs> and Yamamoto goes, that doesn't sound like something I'd do. <laughs> he's like, yeah. show me the fucking stamp. Where? <laughs> oh, and then he, Urahara, like, also drops that, like, oh, yeah, the reason that everyone remembers Mayuri is... Because not all of his memories are gone. Because he's been making memory backups of his brain on the regular. <laughs> this is where it's, like, <laughs> fucking strange as fuck to me. So it's like, his memories exist, so people- so the bonds exist- continue to exist, and the bonds, like, continue to, like, be aware. It's just, the shell of a person that Mayuri is lost the memories that he had. <laughs> I just, I see Nomura in the background taking notes. <laughs> also, as far as I can tell, this is never, like, resolved. I don't think Mayuri comes up for the rest of this movie. I don't think he does. So I guess he just, like, it transplants his brain at some point and everything is okay. Except he just, he lost, like, two weeks of progress or something. <laughs> well, how long's the operation gonna take, Doc? I don't know, about 60 minutes of screen time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Ichigo, Kon, and Renji, like, keep looking for Rukia. Renji's like, hey, if you got your powers from Rukia, you could probably use that to track her down. And the Naruto OSD starts playing. (laughs) Uh, as the bros go into, like, detective vision, and they're like, she's headed... 
that away. It's also very strange because they're like, normally you couldn't do this. So that's why we don't ever see spirit ribbons here. But this situation is different. It's like you can do it because you're you're probably on the same soul wavelength because your powers come from the same place. And I'm like, again, that hasn't been through, true for uh-uh. 150 episodes. Nope. It's very strange. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. In, in fact, Ichigo's soul being a completely different wavelength was the plot 20 episodes ago because he was part hollow. This is true. <laughs> anyway. I like, this I like is true. The, the show made a big deal about it. Yeah, it did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, you know, they find the soul ribbon. They're like, uh, uh, that away. It's fine. And uh, then Rukia wakes up while the white pair are, like, trying to do something with Mairi's machine from the start of the movie. And they're like, ah, oh, it's going to drive away the Shinigami. And Rukia's like, wait, isn't this that Pompeii bullshit? Are you guys trying to, like, destroy... The hundreds of people? La, 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 <laughs> so, Y'all, I just, I need you to understand that the images that just flashed through my brain are the, the movie writers trying to, like, scope through, like, Kubo's, like, lore bible or something for Bleach, <laughs> but it's just, like, a bunch of, like, a bunch of scribbles of, like, Ichigo in different t-shirts and stuff. <laughs> it would be. It's like, oh, yeah. I found I found a paragraph on how the, the spirit ribbons work. Wait, it's covered by two pages of Urihime fashion. Yeah. Like, he just, he yeah. just drew over the scribbles. He doesn't care. <laughs> Who cares? It's very it's funny. Weird. There's like, there's like four pages of uh, of notes, but they're like scrawled across <laughs> them all. It just says aesthetics. Yep. Uh, and there, there's like a page that says how to end bleach, and it's just Ichigo wearing sunglasses. That's all that's there. Yep. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so the white girl's like crying and she says, I don't want to leave Rukia and Rukia tries to comfort her, but she starts expelling dark energy that's like seeping out. Oh going no, everywhere. not dark energy. And, and it's like, it's teleporting houses onto people. And I'm yeah, like, damn. Strange shit. They, they should have, they should have kept doing this. Like this should have been the threat on it. Like this should have been the greater threat that people rally around instead of like Myri's machine. Uh, because this is cool. There's just a bunch of of houses that get teleported off of the ground and then somewhere else over people's heads. Um, Ichigo is like about to get crushed by a building and Renji summons his Bankai. He remembered and they both ride it forward and he's like, bet you didn't know I could use Zabimaru like this, huh? And Ichigo is like, uh, yes? I did? <laughs> I told you about that. You did it all I the said fucking time. <laughs> I said, why aren't you using Bankai? And you went, what's that? <laughs> uh, so they're both riding on Ichigo. Like, Ichigo on Zabimaru's head, going into Bankai and, like, punching through a bunch of buildings and exploding them does look pretty cool. <laughs> like, like, this scene looks great. It's stupid, but it looks great. Words that could be applied to a lot of this movie. This is true. Uh, the white girl starts despairing even more. Because she's remembering something from before, and then the boys crash through the wall. So Rukia, like, remembers Renji, which gives her another headache, and then the white girl tells them to fuck right off and leave Rukia alone. Ichigo tries to jog her memory by yelling his name again. And now she's like, oh yeah, I was a soul reaper. And the first few seasons of the show happened. 
Uh, but this makes the girl go berserk, and her energy overflows as she promises to become one with Rukia. And the guy's like, I mean, we probably shouldn't do that. Uh, oh, you're doing it. Fine. Whatever. And then both of the white pair hug Rukia and disappear into a cloud of darkness, emerging as a, like, white-haired, red-cloaked version of Rukia who's, like, wielding the scythe. Uh, she looks like a vampire. It's Rukia in vampire cosplay. Goes kind of hard, the- NGL. It does. I, I was into it. I was into it. <laughs> the Bleach Wiki refers to this character as Dark Rukia. Dark Rukia. <laughs> of course. I'm smoking on that shit no, that made um, Rukia dark. God. I. So, uh, upon seeing this, I, I, I did admittedly riff on it pretty hard because there is, like, there are a couple shots where it like zooms in on her face and she's doing like the creepy, like the creepy pasta smile and her, she doesn't have like sclera. Oh yeah. She, it's just like her eyes are completely black. And I literally in like podcast chat said, I feel like this movie needs about 30% more hyper-realistic blood <laughs> because it is, it it is at points just like a creepy pasta version. Oh of yeah. Rikia. Yep. Yeah, like what if Rukia was what's the what's the guy's name? Is it S- Sam the Killer? Which is the guy? I I don't remember. Jeff the Jeff killer? the Killer. There we go. See, I'm not. I didn't spend much time around the creepy pasta community. Yeah, Jeff the Killer as Rukia. But again, I can't deny. At the end of the day, she goes kind of hard. It's true. Yeah, and now she goes to a machine and activates it, and it starts spewing out more white snakes. So um, many. More than you ever thought possible. More. Well, actually, it's so many it, that JoJo would be jealous. It spews out weird, wrinkly snakes that themselves spew out white snakes. Yeah, it's sort of a snake-birthing snake situation. It is somehow even more obviously phallic in imagery. <laughs> right. You've yeah. heard of Snake Eater. Snake Snake. Spewer. I was just going to say <laughs> Snake Wiener. <laughs> Uh, so Ichigo and Renji like divide up their tasks. They're like, okay, Ichigo's gonna fight Rukia and Renji's gonna fight the snakes, and Khan just gets immediately knocked into the machine and like absorbed it. Like it just grows uh, flesh around him. Yeah, he gets like turned into an ice cube, basically. It's just like but if the ice was flesh. Yeah. Some sort of a fleshy ice cube. It's dessert. Oh oh shit, it's dessert mass. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. It even looks like it. Damn. Myri, are you were you building a StarCraft 2 AI? I don't I don't want to think about Myuri <laughs> being addicted to StarCraft 2. That sounds terrible. You're right. He would be a brood war guy. Oh he yeah. He really would be a brood war guy. Uh but yeah, so at this point the machine like explodes and it's spilling out and creating like a giant storm cloud that starts it's, like, weirdly gross, but also kind of cool and metal, because the, there's, like, a giant storm cloud, and at the various, like, rings of the cloud, there's goop that's dripping from it. <laughs> and then some of the goop turns into, like, this eldritch monstrosity with eyes and tentacles, and more gross-looking tentacles that fire snakes that, like, spill into the liquid. And, again, I feel like I'm taking notes on a hentai. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And while this is happening, Ichigo is fighting Dark Rukia. And all of her fight animations look like they were built to go into a 2D fighter. Yes. Like, she it's looks... true. She looks like she's doing combos with... Like, she looks like she's performing Chip Zana f- combos. <laughs> and then every once in a while, she's like, and this one's for Testament. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's out there practicing her TOD combos. Yeah, 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 yeah. As you do. I... I... Honestly, if she were in Bleach Dark Souls, I, I would play the shit out of that game just as Dark Rukia. I, I'd be fucking with that extremely hard. I wish that the Bleach fighting games were good. The the, the DS ones are good. Uh, the, the problem is you can't play them with anybody. Right. Hmm. At this point, all the captains show up and Urahara's like, well, we already have main characters over there. And... Doesn't matter what the fuck we do here, we need to destroy the machine, but we can't go there, so we're just going to stop the damage from spreading. And then we see Yamamoto and Kyoraku and Okitake, like, they do their, they do the big, it's the end of the Bleach movie scene, you know. Soifan shows up and does her thing, and Yoroichi uses Shunko, like, Urahara, like, uses his sword. Yeah, he goes Benihime Every- mode. Everyone does their big move, and they look cool, and... Then it looks like they're in trouble, and then Ikaku's in danger. But then Zaraki pops out of his prison and goes on a rampage. Like, every everybody's here. They're doing their shit. Yay. Rukia and Ichigo are still fighting, and... Yeah. Oh, here's where I put my note that it looks like she's made for a fighting game. Because, like, every time the, the camera, like, goes around them, it, like... It, it really goes, like, sideways to show both of them, and her moves definitely feel like traversal in a fighting game uh at this point double jump super jump uh dash cancels air dashing yeah teleporting resets her air dashes and you know she's got command throws reset drop the combo let's go let's start another one 50 50 baby wasp plat let's go rukia pulses with more dark energy her eyes go fully black uh, all the captains regroup around Urahara at this point, and they're like, man, we should all go towards the science building, like, the monster's in the way, and Byaku's like, I'm gonna make a tunnel with, like, I'm gonna take my all of my petals and make a razor-sharp tunnel, and I'm just gonna go inside the tunnel and have that carry me to where I need to go. And I'm like, damn, that's actually, like, a really cool use of his power. <laughs> Legit. Yeah, no, it's it's good. Oh, so they. I, I have remarkably little to say on the fight scenes in this movie. I mean, it's it's just the you know the battle's raging. Uh, the captains resume fighting. We cut back to Ichigo's fight, uh, which gets interrupted by Byakuya, who's like, "Damn, she really does look like my dead wife's sister." Well, if she really <laughs> is my sister-in-law, guess I'm gonna have to be the one to kill her, huh? <laughs> And he starts pulling out his sword, and she goes like, hold up. Wait just one goddamn second, you piece of shit. Byakia would say this. <laughs> uh, he's trying to get her to come back to his to her senses, but she's still hollowfying. And then we see Khan, like, crying. Like, he's petrified in the goop. And he's, like, crying out. Nah, Nesan! 
And then Ichigo like flashes back to the night he got his powers. And he's he tells Byakuya, I'm not giving up on her. And then this time, it's his turn to share his powers, and he stabs Rukia in the heart. Like, you know, like they did the first time that he met Rukia, and she stabbed him in the heart to give her, to give him her powers. Right. Um, I love mirroring in fiction. It's like poetry, they rhyme. And then the act (laughs) returns her to, like, her normal black outfit, and while this is happening, Byaku summons his Bankai to deal with the hordes of, like, goop creatures coming out of the weird-ass soul machine, and him and Renji break the machine. Uh, hooray. Uh, Rukia is all right, and runs to the two, like, the white pair that have reappeared, and they're, like, weak and clearly dying, and we get a flashback from Rukia's point of view of her kicking the shit out of a Shinigami because he was attacking, like, the two kids. And, honestly, like, this version of Rukia is, like, she's like moving her soul energy into her fists to yeah. punch this guy out and i'm like it's sick as man, fuck this, this is sick as shit and, and just like and you're telling me this is before she went to the soul academy yeah like the soul reaper academy because she didn't know anything about hotto at this point like <laughs> it's like she doesn't come back it could have only happened before she got the training so it's like yo <laughs> she's badass oh <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we see that the Shinigami who was attacking the children, like, he was possessed by the memory-eating uh-huh. hollow in question. Generic-ass and... character design, by the way. Oh, yeah. No, this is just, like... Jirobo-ass-looking motherfucker. <laughs> this this is... Oh, this is, uh... Captain Amagai's guy, like, number five. Right. Like... <laughs> kind of a... Shinigami-wide variant. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so this guy is, like, possessed by the memory-eating hollow, and just as it was about to possess Rukia, the kids attacked it, and they got murdered in return. But before he yeah. died... Destroyed their turns asses. Out, turns out, the kids had a special teleportation power. So they teleported the hollow from the Shinigami into themselves. This shit doesn't make a lick of sense. Teleportation power? From where? How? And that... People and then aren't born the, with, like, innate powers like that in Bleach. What do you mean? Or, or at least not, like, on the soul side of things. No, right. Like, you could maybe see that from, like, a Quincy or someone, you know, like, Chad or, or Hime, but that's not what's happening here. It's very confusing. Yeah, no, it's just like, oh, yeah, these, by the way, these kids had a weird-ass teleportation power. Um, and then they they teleport the hollow into both of their corpses. And the hollow, which is, like, in a pair of corpses, goes back to Huecomundo. So they wake up in Huecomundo, and now in yep. the present day, the two of them are dying, and Rukia's, like, all broken up, and she's like, I remembered your name. Your name is Fire, and your name is Droplet. Two sides of the same coin, and then they die. Two sides yeah. of the same coin. Now arrest those goddamn felons. I don't care if they're dead. God. Yeah. Well, it, you know. Double checking I'm audible, by the way. Yep. We you can are, hear you. You are now audible. Okay. Sick. You may have been previously inaudible, but now you are audible. Good. Uh, yeah, so now, like, we get, like, a indeterminate time skip. 
and Ruki is like looking over the letter they gave her and she's feeling sad and Ichigo's like he starts this conversation on maybe the wrong like it feels like maybe the wrongest foot ever it's really weird because he's like hey if reincarnation is real like you told me then maybe the first time we met wasn't actually the first time we met and I'm like well one bleach 30 episodes ago was like yes this is like in fact a thing that has that happened like this is factually true sure Uh, like this was the crux of Rukia's last big fight Uh, but also what a weird fucking way to like open up this point that he's trying to make right yeah well so if reincarnation is true yeah maybe okay sure well the the thing is that I never had to knock on wood but I know someone who has (laughs) it makes me wonder if I could Yeah, because it's joint. like, yeah. So it's like, when you met me, you told me right reincarnation, so like, maybe the first time we met wasn't actually the first time we met. And maybe it's the same thing with those guys. Like, you've met them before, and you'll meet them again. And then the movie ends. Like, <laughs> uh-huh, they start like a porno graffiti track or something. It's kind of cool. But it's just like, yeah, what? That's it? Okay. Uh, and then... In the post-credit scene, yeah, <laughs> we see that Khan is still locked up in the goo, which we see that the goo is still there, covering three hundred miles on either side. Sorry, three hundred spirit miles on either side, and co- and it's doing one third of Soul Society. So Khan is still locked up in the goop, and he's sad that everyone like forgot to come find him. And it's just like, oh, okay. The end. The goop is still there. Still need to clean up all that goop and all those dead bodies. They sure do. But don't worry, this event will not be remembered, because we've faded to black. It's... It's over. Uh, it's over. Right, there's not... This, this whole movie was was a fake memory implanted in us by the memory hollow. But they it's so fucking weird that the memories weren't fake. They were real. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're what? just like, oh no, this actually happened. Yep. You can't just Those have were... the memories be real like that. And I'm like, but Rukia wasn't like that. Like, Rukia but, but wasn't... Literally, no, dog. They weren't. <laughs> they were fake. <laughs> that shit couldn't have happened. When? I simply love it when fan fiction writers are just like, okay, but this really happened, though. It, <clears throat> it's wild. It's just like, it's, you were building up to a thing there. <laughs> it's like, it's, did all the writers die and someone have to come in? Like, like what's happening? Right. So now you kind of have to carry this around inside of you, right? Like, knowing this is just a part of Rukia's... History, I guess? Like, a cu- like one month before she got picked up, uh, she also was, like, hanging on to two orphans. Like, where was Renji in any of those? Yeah, Renji didn't know about him. She just had secret orphans. <laughs> yeah, Renji's never heard of these kids. <laughs> Doesn't make a lick of sense. Like, imagine if Renji had also been like, hey, these guys look familiar. Like... <laughs> Right, that could have given them something. 
Like, I can't remember Rukia, but those guys look familiar, you know? And, and yeah, God. aside from, like, that little bit about them having, like, an interesting potential perspective on bonds and memories that they don't do anything with, and everyone just reverting to their sort of hardline cop bullshit, there's not, like, a lot to pull out of this one politically. I can't be, like... True. There's some interesting stuff. It's It's the stuff that we've always talked about. Because they just keep doing it. They keep repeating it. Well, it, it's all cycles, you see. This really is, for all intents and purposes, Bleach Movie the Third. <laughs> right. Yeah. And again, pretty much literally the fifth time they've done this story. If you count yeah. the Bount arc and the arc that we just went through. It's true. It, it is true. I think... The thing for me is I, I end up liking this movie more than the other two purely on the merits that the first one, the conflict is entirely uninteresting. Um, and then the second one, 90% of that movie is hits a guy at running and being like, I don't want to be a part of soul society anymore. I have my own motives. And this one's at least like, it, it's meandering. Yeah, of course. Like this could have been a 20 minute episode, but like, it, it, at least the meandering is fun to watch. It's not, oh, like, for sure. terrible the entire time. I absolutely agree. That's why I said it's the best Bleach movie that we've had. It's it's kind of having fun with it. Them, like, making that subtext about everyone forgetting about Ichigo <laughs> every time is genuinely a good move because it makes them overcome that stuff in a way that, like, on some level tracks a little bit more. Yeah. And... I feel like it is, though meandering, still generally speaking, paced a bit better. I agree. Right, it feels... There wasn't a point in this movie, there was not a point in this movie at all where I felt like, man, I wish it would just get on with it, because like, it at, at the very least, I felt like things were happening even when it was meandering. Right, I didn't need to like get up and stretch my legs so I wasn't sitting in front of the movie anymore. Yeah, like, the only point of the movie uh, where I felt like maybe this is running a little long was about, like, the half-hour point in the movie. I was like, okay, well, it feels like we're getting to something here, but how far- oh, I'm half an hour in? Mmm, this might not be great. But then the movie kept going, I was like, okay, this is yeah. fine, actually. Yeah, like, the only parts of the movie that I was like, I could do with this being sped up and coming- going to the next uh, section now is when they're like, and here's scene number 24 of just spewing the white jizz all over this countryside. Yeah, right. <laughs> I keep bringing it up and I'm like, I'm a horny guy. I have a lot of like horny media that I consume. But this is like egregious and distracting about it. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, Bleach is an anime for the children. It sure is an anime for the children. That's what they say. But yeah, I don't know. But also, it's just weird. Again, it has nothing... This Mayuri's... It's just... This is Mayuri's doomsday machine that he had, that he was working on. Mayuri was just working on this. Right, and that does kind of make sense. Mayuri would make a big cum snake machine. <laughs> you know, I will say... Jared Leto Joker out making big cum <laughs> machines. I I will say, I think Mayuri and the White Jizz Machine wasn't nearly as catchy a title as Fade to Black. Yeah, I don't know. It's got kind of a musicality to it. 
<laughs> See, that's what the porn parody is yeah. called. Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium, Mayuri and the White Jizz Machine. I, I, I fuck with it. God, I don't... Mm, this is something cursed I've put into the world. On that note, I don't have much to say about the about the movie. No, there's not a lot to like talk about retrospectively. Like, yeah, like it, we kind of got it in one. Yeah. The certainly the Bleach movie I would recommend the most. Yeah, yeah. like if if you were like, man, I need to watch a Bleach movie. Like, you can't. Like, I haven't seen Hellverse in like ten years. I don't remember that movie very well. I like I remember some bits of it. I think I might even remember like the main antagonist's name, which is astonishing. But um yeah, no, this can't really go wrong with this one. Yeah, I guess the the only other thing I have to say really is hey, next week we're going back to Arankar City. Yay! Arankar Avenue. Arankar Land. Arankar Land. Well, you've heard of the JoJo Lands. It's Arankar Lands mm-hmm. time. JoJo Lands God, Chapter I, One kind of fucks, by the way. It's oh, it goes so hard. I, 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 I need to finish Part Seven and Part Eight. It's because I, I have not read those two parts. Araki could fuck it up, right? Like we're at that point in this thing where it's just full of infinite potential, but the potential yeah. is sky um, high. Yeah. Sky High. You know what? Better than Sky High. Sky High was kind of like a weird squandered stand. Sure. Like... <laughs> I, I I thought for a second you were going to talk about the like Disney movie Sky High. That's where I thought it was going. Bruce Campbell's in it. No. Yeah. No, I wanted oh to God, make a, yeah, I wanted to make a reference to the Sky High stand because that was covered like two weeks ago in the uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Docs Must Die, the companion podcast to Chip and Aronicus going through Jojo. Hell yeah. I should listen to that at some point. It rules. I I should probably read Jojo, and I should probably close out this podcast before... Muppet, what are you doing? Muppet, what are you before doing? Muppet auditory... <laughs> You're going around. Muppet! You're asking questions. Muppet! You're scratching around. <laughs> you can't even walk straight. You're trying to fucking demand things of me. What the fuck, Muppet? <laughs> no, my my cat, one of my other cats has just found something to play with and make a lot of noise. Hell yeah. So before she auditorily ruins this podcast, we should probably close it out. Uh, so this has been Bleach Fade to Black, the movie three, whatever. Um, you can find the show on Twitter at Bleachcast. You can find me on Tumblr at Floral Espers. And you can find me on Twitter at SSBSLJ. You can find me on Twitter at M-O-N-K-I-P-I-Q-U-I-N-N. And that'll do it for this week. I hope you all have a good one. Stay cool, Chads. You could even say that bonds form between people. The memories can't be real!